0: Hey there, friends! Today we are talking about a topic that is so dear to my heart. It is all about... Email marketing, list building, and selling via email funnels. This is so important for any business owner, no matter what it is that you sell, focusing on growing your community and nurturing your community through email marketing is so very important. And to help us with this, we have Kate Doster here on the show, and she is dropping so many knowledge bombs that are gonna help you with your email marketing today. I'm so excited to have her here. We have so much to dive into on this episode, so many important email marketing tips to cover. Let's get started. You're listening to the Her Paper Root Podcast, a show all about money and entrepreneurship with host Chelsea Clark. Chelsea is a marketing strategist and the founder of HerPaperRoot.com, a friendly and supportive hive for ambitious, passionate entrepreneurs like you to learn how to growth hack your idea into a profitable business. We encourage you to fearlessly tackle your wildest goals. We know that as your own boss, you can deliver your unique message and make more paper. You just need a plan. Here's your host, Chelsea Clark. Welcome back, guys. I have Kate Doster here with me, and she is the host of the Inbox Besties podcast. She is an email marketing master who is all about doing email marketing right, where you make major sales from your list without ever resorting to icky, outdated sales tactics. She's here to share some tips about how you can make big money even if your list is small. Welcome, Kate.
1: Hi, Chelsea. I'm so excited to be here.
0: I'm so excited to have you here. I absolutely am such a big fan of yours. I think that you're just brilliant and you and I—we both love the Shits Creek gifts. I've seen that we we're both kind of popping those out, and it was so funny. I think you just sent one out recently. And I was <laughs> like, "Oh, that's my girl right there!"
1: <laughs> yes, anytime I can include David or really any of them, even Moira, who is not my favorite of all the characters. Um, I just I love putting them in there. They're my favorite gifts.
0: I think there's a Shits Creek gift for like every emotion that needs to be said in an email.
1: Yes, there really truly is. <laughs>
0: Well, you are such a joy. So please tell us about you and how you got started as as an online entrepreneur. So
1: I was actually, unlike Chelsea, not really a natural bred entrepreneur, if that makes any sense. So My mother was very much like the traditional, you know, her parents were in the depression. So it's like, you know, go to college, get a good job. Um, You know, sales was a four-letter word. Everyone's out to steal your Mm -hmm. money. Um, You know, rich people, you know, other worse. It was, it turns out as looking back, it was more of a jealousy and really a scarcity mindset because she had a well-paying job. Like that's the most ironic part of all of this. Like she was in the medical field. She was at the top of her game. So like she was extremely like, white collar, upper middle class, but she just had such, such a scarcity mindset. It was ridiculous as I'm looking back on it. So I, even though I always had the inclination of selling, of making money, like it got to the point where, you know, in elementary school where you could, you know, sell wrapping paper and like candy for school fundraisers, I like would not tell anybody In my family that we were doing one because I'd be stealing their money and money was so hard to get. And that would make me an awful person. So that was kind of what I was dealing with. And so it was going against all of my natural inclinations. So... As I got a little bit older, um, you know, in high school and college, I actually started flipping designer handbags on eBay because that was you know, like, you know, eBay was a big thing back then and so was flipping. And so I worked at a discount retailer store. I would buy the name-bearing bags, especially when they went on clearance, and then I flipped them on eBay. And so that's how I started dipping my toe into this. And then I, you know, again, went to college, had a million different majors because I can't park my butt. That's why I love being entrepreneur. <laughs> you know, I ended up with a degree in communication and ended up with a job at a bank. And I literally found out like two weeks after I got to the bank that I was pregnant with my first child. So this was back in 2011. And it turns out that it was 100% legal for them to fire me for giving birth. Uh, So they did. That's nuts. Um, It was a big thing. Um, The company had just been acquired by a different bank and they didn't want a big stink of it. So there was some sentiment involved because Kate is not one to be walked over. (laughs) (laughs) But what it really showed to me, because I always wanted to to teach and to help and be like a speaker and all this sort of stuff. I'm like, I think that getting fired, they're like, well, you have three days to get back. I had an emergency C-section. I couldn't even get out of bed by myself for three days after I gave birth to my oldest. So I was a stay-at-home mom. Um, My husband was in social services, so we didn't like a lot of money. So we were on like food stamps, health insurance through the state, all of this. And I was just like, I'm, this is no offense to anybody. I'm like, I was in the exact situation that I never wanted to be in. I was dependent on somebody else. I was cleaning. I was cooking. I don't mind cooking, but I hate cleaning. Like we were poor. Like we just, I was just like, nope. So I was like, you know, I got a little bit of an inheritance. So I spent the money on a computer. And like everyone, you know, you start blogging. Um, You know, I did a little bit of flipping, but with, you know, retail triage, because I didn't know about dropshipping, you need to have some capital, right? At the beginning, if you're going to do that. So we didn't really have any capital for me to then flip. So it was a little bit tougher then. And that's when I fell into blogging and to the online business space. And with having the degree in communication and psychology, it's just sort of like, I stumbled upon this thing about, like, it was called copywriting. And I was like, what's copywriting? And it was everything that I loved. It was human emotions. It was writing. It was telling stories. Um, You know, you got paid to research and read and interview people for hours on end. And then, oh, yeah, you just whip up some words on a page. And so I was so smitten. So I invested in a whole bunch of copywriting courses. Um, I started out, I think the best thing I ever did with that business was I started as a junior copywriter. Under a very experienced copywriter. And she was nice enough looking back to sort of really mentor. And like anytime I would hand in stuff, she'd be like, here's how I do a little bit different. You know, here's the type of questions that you need to be asking. So having a mentor in the space just made a huge difference. And so then I was out of my own. And then I was like, finally ready in my mindset. You know what? I am going to sell my own courses and products and not just have to trade dollars for hours. And that's how I ended up teaching email marketing cuz when you are a copywriter with a w, you get paid to write words to make people slap buttons. You write everything from about pages, which I hated, um home pages, sales pages, but what I loved 100%, I loved landing pages and I loved emails. So I did emails and launch funnels and funnels and that was just my absolute favorite. So I took everything that I learned from helping people make (laughs) hundreds of thousands of dollars to actually helping myself make hundreds of thousands of dollars and teaching others how to do it.
0: Oh, that is so inspiring. I love your story. And man, there's so much in there. Okay. So you're growing (laughs) up and we actually have a similar in that where my family, too, was like, oh, if you have lots of money, there's something wrong. Like maybe someone did something bad to get it or they don't understand the real world, you know, things like that. that You don't even really realize mm. you're picking up on subconsciously until you get older. And then you have to make your own money and you're realizing, wait a minute, I have some weird mindset stuff going on. The things that I've picked up over the years, you know, maybe it's not, a maybe people making money isn't a bad thing. Maybe I shouldn't be ashamed to be successful. What was that like when you were working through that mindset? I think that it was
1: really interacting. And this was in sort of the early days. So not necessarily my clients, but it was interacting with other people in Facebook groups who, you know, were usually in the bloggers sphere. Um, Some of them were coaches, but they really, truly, honestly just wanted to help people. Like, but they also needed to eat which was kind of in the same position that I was I really truly wanted to help people but I needed to eat and like how was I going to worry about paying a bill or you know if my husband's third shift job was going to pay enough and like all of this sort of stuff how could I give people 100% of me and my attention and my energy if I was worrying about all of these other things and so for myself it was finding money mindset teachers and I have to say I I went through the gambit as I tell everyone. Money, but you have to with the sales and the money mindset until you find that one person that just sticks. And then all of a sudden it's like, no. And see, I knew this because I, again, my degree is in human psychology and communication, that people truly do value things that they pay for. I'm not saying that they aren't people that can take something for free and then they go and they're off to the races because I was in that spot where if it wasn't at the library on YouTube, it wasn't going to work. But for most people, You know, if you spend $100 on a purse, you're going to treat it a lot better than the $25 you got from Target. That's just human nature. And so when I was like, oh, it's not that you're putting a dollar sign on things to make people feel bad. It's that you want to make sure there's enough skin in the game so they do stuff, so they come back to it. Right? So it was like between working on my own money mindset, realizing just, you know, basic human nature, it's like, that's it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, that's so, so good. I love that. And when you're making that connection, so you've found yourself here and you're mentioning email marketing and funnels. I am obsessed with email marketing and sales funnels too. So Mm -hmm. I think that it is just such an important, if not the most important part of a business. And you specialize in email marketing through your blog, your podcast and courses. So why do you believe that email marketing is really where it's at.
1: So I love email marketing because I always felt like I was writing to a friend. And there are actual stats to back this up. Like for every dollar that you spend on your email list, you should be making about 42 and all of that sort of thing. But I just loved the personal connection. I This is going to sound really funny. I like that emails are a lot shorter. So, you know, I started off as blogging before I did podcasting and blogs just took me so long to write. (laughs) Whereas like Mm -hmm. I can pump out, you know, a 500 word email because emails can be as long as they have to be, as long as they're entertaining and it's just done. And then what's great about email and not a lot of people realize this is that emails do really well as Instagram captions. So now you've got double duty. Like, it's the best. And so that's why I love email marketing, because if you think about it, again, with our example, when people pay money for things, they tend to treat it better. If somebody is so into learning how to flip a website or are so willing to learn about how to make sourdough that they are willing to put in their email address, where you know most people are like, oh, I've got so many emails. They are somebody who's proving that they want to take more action. And so it's like, OK, so now I'm getting the people that are most likely statistically want to take the most action. I get to talk about to them things that I actually enjoy talking about. I get to be a little bit more personal. I get to interact and bond with them like sign me up all day, every day. Like,
0: mm-hmm. like, let's just
1: do it. And again, mixing practical and the woo here. Think about it. When you are going on a social media cleanse, you're usually deleting Facebook, Instagram maybe the TikToks, Periscope, when that was a thing back in the day, no one's deleting their Gmail app. No one's deleting Outlook when they're disconnecting. They are still checking their email constantly. So you need to be where their attention is and it's the inbox. And if you do a good job of providing that escape, which we might be able to talk about email escape in a second, they're gonna keep looking for you. Because even if they are no longer following anyone on Instagram, they still have their Gmail account. My whole philosophy on everything is to treat people like people, right? People value the things they pay for. People always second guess themselves. So when you are going to your inbox, nine times out of 10, if you have that tab open, you're going for some type of escape. Maybe just business to business. Maybe you are working on a sales page. Maybe you're working on a blog post. Maybe you should be doing something else like planning your Instagram, but like you don't really want to. So you're like, well, I should just, you know, double check to make sure that uh, I don't have any new emails just in case you're going there because you want to be distracted. So when people are sending these emails and they're like, oh, well, I want it to be like, you know, super juicy and have like a whole bunch of tips and almost treat it like a blog post. Well, that's the wrong kind of long email because I'm not going to my inbox to read an encyclopedia or to learn. If I go to a blog post, that's the mindset that I'm in. Kind of like planning is different than executing. But when I go into my inbox, I just want a quick hit of entertainment Maybe a quick tip, something that I can go with. So you want to make sure that the emails that you send, you know, if your personality isn't fun, if you will, you don't say things like butt face and spammer face like I do. You do <laughs> not have to. You do not have to send the gifts from Shift Creek. Like you don't have to do those things. Maybe for you, it's you're going to lead with an interesting stat. Like, did you know that like July 2nd and I'm making this up is like a national hot dog day. And then somehow you're going to relate that to whatever you normally talk about. Right. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, Kate always has the most interesting things to say. It's like, huh. It's not <laughs> like every email you need to say it's National Hot Dog Day, but it's little little <laughs> stats that are going on there, like how, you know, people like 70 percent of people would much rather see promotional things in their inbox than on social media. It's like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Or, hey, you know, are you not getting as many media messages as you want? Search this hashtag. OK, I can search that one hashtag. It's not do this, do that, do that. When you give people too many things to do or too many choices, they're going to shut down. And the worst place that you can be in the inbox besides spam complaint, which it happens occasionally, is in the I'll read it later pile because mm-hmm. later is never happening. Later is never happening. So when my students are coming to me for a love your list, they're usually coming at me and they're like, this is what's happening. Like, you know, why aren't I getting this interaction? We switch them to a more, I don't call it entertainment, but more escape format and then all of a sudden it's all working. It's like, cause you're meeting people where they are. You're treating them like people. They came into their email to escape. Give them an escape.
0: We have a ton more to cover on this episode, but if you are sitting there right now and you're getting super excited about email marketing and you just want to dive right in, but you're thinking, how the heck do I get people on my list? I went ahead and created a little ebook of all of my favorite lead magnet ideas, lead magnets that I have used in my own business to grow my email list of thousands of happy subscribers. You can go get a free copy of this lead magnet ideas book by going to herpaperoot.com lead. That's L E A D. And we will put that link in the show notes. We have some listeners who are going to be just getting started with email marketing. And we've talked about treating people like people. Don't overwhelm them with too much. Just come in, hot tip, give them that escape. What are some other tips that you can share for strategies that people can actually make money now from this list and from these relationships that they're building?
1: That is such an excellent question. So, the first things first is that the easiest way to make money from your email list. Is to make sure you're only letting people on it that are a good fit for things. I know it's a giant shocker, so mm-hmm. I know that everyone out there is like, get a giant email list. You need know, a giant email list. I would much rather you have a smaller email list of the right people than a hundred thousand dollars, you know, a hundred thousand dollar, you know, people list that no one is talking to you, no one's opening up your stuff. So you always want to start by actually getting the right people on there. So for your freebie, you want to make sure that it answers a "yeah, but" question that someone who's you know willing to take a little bit of action around your niche is answering. So then all of a sudden, you don't have to have that stigma in your head. Oh, my goodness, I'm going to annoy them so much if I send them this email. Well, if they signed up because you had a freebie of you know, how to organize your Google Drive folder, even if you always lose everything, and now you're sending them more productivity hacks or more time-saving tips, you already know they wouldn't have been interested in something to help them fix their Google Drive folder scheme if they hadn't signed up for the freebie. So that's Mm -hmm. first and foremost. So then it gives you like free reign. All right, we've got the right people on it. We call it the Sir Mix-a-Lot principle, because just like he likes big butts, the song (laughs) Baby Got Back. So does your email list, so does your wallet. So we started with the right type of people. Then what we are going to do, if you do not have a product created yet, you can use your email list. Again, just send them quick yes or no questions. And you can, you know, start to sort of tease out, see what topics that people are opening up more so when it comes to subject lines. The worst thing that you can send to people when you are looking to create a product is, tell me what your biggest struggle is about losing weight or about Facebook ads or about your videos. None of that stuff is going to work. People can't answer that question. What they can answer is a simple rephrasing, which is just, Fill in the blank for me. I know I should do Facebook ads, but people cannot explain things, but they love to complain. (laughs) So then you are hopefully going to get some responses. Sometimes you will get overrun with them. Sometimes it's just like three or four, right? And you're going to see what are people complaining about when it comes to Facebook ads. Oh, you know, I've run Facebook ads before and I lost all this money. You know, no one clicks on my ads. I can't get approved. Like, blah, blah, you know what I mean? Like, they'll, they'll run the gambit when it comes to complaining. So you've got that aspect. And usually, they'll you can kind of read between the lines of what people are nervous about. So it's like, oh, OK. So you could very easily say maybe you already have a product on, you know, Facebook ads or sourdough bread, because I know we were talking about that. Mm-hmm. So maybe you create an email that's like, um, you know, don't do these three things if you don't want to pay $10,000 for ads that make you no money, right? So you give them like the three little mistakes, maybe little tiny explanations underneath. And then at the end, you pitch your product because your products gonna help them avoid those mistakes. So it's yes. like, oh, okay. Or I have uh, this infamous email that I have for one of my products where I combined locking my keys out of my car, they were in the trunk because I didn't want to spill my iced coffee to how people don't email their list regularly because they're so worried about frivolous things like the iced coffee, it's like the Instagrams to Mm -hmm. actually pay attention to the one thing that turns the engine. So you can really just have an analogy or a story in your day and literally say the sentence, which got me thinking about the topic of your product, which is why in my product, we take care of this, this, and this. We call it the 10K email blueprint. There you go. Now you can just sell to
0: your list. You're good to go. <laughs> That's such great advice. That's no, so good. You mentioned creating products and you mentioned freebies. What makes a great free lead magnet?
1: What makes a great free lead magnet, I think, is going to be a compelling topic. We always like to have a yeah, but. And sometimes you have to pick A couple of different yeah, but topics before you land on the one that resonates with your audience. Because again, treat people like people. People aren't logical. So you might be like, but everyone is telling me that, um, you know, they can't make money with their blog. And I know it's because they don't know their ideal client avatar. No one's going to sign up for a freebie an ideal client avatar. No one thinks that's fun and exciting. It's just not going to happen. And you know that the more that you're into your industry. So you want to pick a sexy yeah, but for. Your thing, something that like, you know, you know, like even if I know relationship building is the best, you know, we're going to have some type of freebie about list building because people think, oh, if I have a bigger list, I'm going to make a lot of money. Well, that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. The more people you're talking to, that's good. But if it's more of the right people, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure it answers the yeah, but you want to make sure that if you do already have a product or if there's a product in the back of your mind, because most people have a couple of products in the back of their mind that it's the natural next step. So maybe you want to, again, going back to productivity, maybe you've got a productivity course that you want to have. You're not going to create, you know, a free mini challenge. that's like, you know, um, a get more productive today or like five day challenge because if people complete the challenge, they're not going to want your paid offer, regardless of how much it costs, because they figure, oh, I might have fixed that problem already. So you need to think of what tiny bit of the bigger problem can you fix or what sort of Prerequisite: Can you help people accomplish? So maybe it is a challenge about goal setting if your people are into that, and then you're going to give them the time management system. Where I see a lot of people falter is say they will have an ebook that's like you know 101 ways to grow their traffic is their freebie, which way too big to consume, mm-hmm. and then on the next page, you know we call it an easiest offer. Some people call it a tripwire. Or even later on down in your email sequence, if you try to sell them your traffic course, they're not going to want it because they think that your ebook "101 Traffic Secrets" got them there. Mm -hmm. So you need to be like, oh, so maybe I'm just going to tell them about one traffic source in a freebie, and then be like, all right, now that we've—and I know you can't master Pinterest in a freebie—but now that we've (laughs) mastered Pinterest in this freebie, that's just one of the traffic sources that you need to be able to flip your blog. That's why we've got this on this and that and that. So you want to see sort of the full spectrum and make sure that it's a specific butt, make sure it's a sexy one that they want, and make sure you can easily show them the next step.
0: Yes, I love that. Nail it down, niche down, simplify it. Don't give away the whole ultimate guide Mm -hmm. to X, but just one little thing to hook them in so that you can share all of your expertise as a paid product later on. Exactly. What about the actual lead magnet page? So the opt-in page, is there any mistakes that you see people making that just really gets you like, oh, over and over again? Some, okay. And this
1: goes back to the copywriting training. I don't think that, especially when you're first starting out and you don't have a degree in sales psychology, that there are different types of audiences. So they call them in the online realm and honestly, any marketing realm, they call them sort of hot, cold, and warm. So cold people are people that have never heard of you ever, right? And the hot people or even the warm people are people that might have read a blog post before. They might have listened to a podcast interview with you, whether it's on yours or your own like or somebody else's, but they kind of know you a little bit. So uh, for a landing page for somebody, also an opt-in page that kind of knows you already, you can have like pretty much no copy in there. It could just be like, oh, two years worth of email ideas. And then it's fine, Right. But if you are trying to get like cold audiences from Pinterest that have never heard of you before, or like Facebook ads in particular, your landing page, you at least need to test having a bit more writing on there or a bit more copy. So you're going to make sure that you have you know a mock-up of your freebie. You're most likely going to make sure that you have a picture of your face. Potentially, it's going to be a bio, especially if it's for like a webinar. You want to have that. You want to actually have testimonials about how great you are. <laughs> on those pages. And of course you can always, always test things because you might find that your particular cold audience really does just like the short, sweet and simple ones. But the other aspect with landing pages is sometimes people will have the headline just be the name of the thing. And it's like, if the name of your freebie isn't that exciting, then the first thing that I'm reading, if it's just like the, um, you know, busy mom's guide to household planning or something like that. If that's the name of the ebook, which (laughs) we'll see about how I feel about ebooks. I don't want that to be my headline. I want the headline (laughs) of that landing page to be what we call moments or a symptom of this busy mom not being organized. So it's like, um, you know, can't find your keys, (laughs) even though they're in your left hand, keep scrolling or dot, dot, dot. You want to capture their attention, like, oh, my goodness, how did this person know, like, what exactly is happening with me? Because then they'll read the next sentence. And that's when you can talk about your freebie. You know, if it's a couple of days, if it's a PDF, it's a video and add some intrigue to your landing pages as well. So they call them bullet points. For us copywriters, we call them fascinations. Like, think about what makes your thing unique like maybe you've got a framework that you're going to teach within, even though you're just teaching a tiny sliver of stuff. Maybe it's results that people have gotten. So you want to spend some time thinking of bullet points because people will read headlines, bullet points, and honestly buttons the most. So any type of like filler paragraphs, even your bio pick, they might not necessarily read the bio there, but just having it there will help.
0: That's awesome. Thank you for sharing those tips. That's really helpful. And you're someone who is so good at sprinkling your fun and humorous personality in your sales pages and your newsletter copy. Is there any other copywriting tips that you'd like to share?
1: Don't be afraid to write the way that you talk a lot. So simple things like using contractions. So there's a big difference when you're reading between I am going to teach you versus I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you actually sounds like a real person said it. A real person isn't going around going, I am going to. No, they're not. So start like that. I'm not saying that you have to throw in slang, but if that's the way that you normally talk, throw it in there. If You can start by including a fun gift like we've talked about, For the slang, it can be, how do you say hello? Are you a hello, a hi, a hey, 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 a what's going on, a what's up? Start that way to start infusing your personality into things. And then the next thing to really remember, and this is more so for the sales aspect, is that you cannot rely so heavily on things like scarcity and urgency. So that's like, there's only five left or the cart's closing in 10 minutes those have a time and a place. I call them that's really the salt on the french fries. You want to make sure that especially in sales emails and in your sales funnels and all of those sorts of things that it's like, hey, I know that this is the situation that you're in. I know that this is what you're thinking right now, which is why I've created this product that's going to help you avoid A, B, C, and D. We're going to make it easier with E, F, and G. And oh, by the way, it's 25% off if you buy it today. So it's not leading with, it's 25% off my amazing product today, you giant jummy. Why haven't you bought it yet? You're so stupid. It is leading with, the again, this is the compassion treating people like people. I know you're here. I know this is the issue. This is why it's here. This is maybe how it's helped other people. And you're going to get 25% off. And it's 25% off. Oh, my goodness. You see how people, like, they're going to switch it first Mm -hmm. because they're already kind of sold. The fact that you know them, that now they trust you, that you can get them the results and they get it for cheaper hot damn or they are one person out of four that's going to be able to get a spot yay so they need to know the deadlines that just shouldn't be the plate of salt that you're going to shove down their face
0: salt on the fries that's the perfect analogy so, everyone, Kate has a little surprise for us today. Kate has organized the Back to Business free bundle where, starting today, you can get access to a collection of premium courses and ebooks from your favorite creators for free. Kate, can you please spill the beans on what this is all about?
1: Okay, so this is one of my favorite things. We usually run it once a year. Last year with COVID, we popped it back up again because, you know, I thought that it was kind of nice. So you're going to be able to pick and choose from a variety of free gifts. So like I am giving away 30 email marketing templates. If you're like, yes, I definitely want those 30 email marketing templates. You click on my, I want that button. you will be brought to my landing page and you can go ahead and sign up for them and You've got them. We've got stock photos. We have legal templates that you're going to be able to get for free, but only until March 5th. That's as long as I could coerce people into giving me products for, for free. They're like, um, I'm willing to do this we have a Facebook copy ads kit, which is absolutely fantastic. And again, it's all free. There's no strings attached. You sign up for the person's list. It's going to be on their landing page. So you'll know what's going on. Nothing shady. Mm -hmm. If you want to unsubscribe, you can. It's not one of those where you put in your email address and I'm sharing it with the 20 other contributors. No, no, no. You pick and choose. So if you're like, Mm, you know what? I'm not really interested in actually getting my accounting right. I'm fine (laughs) avoiding the IRS. Then don't sign up with the gifts that we have from Carly about bookkeeping and taxes online. If you are like, you know what? I don't want to know about Facebook messengers, then don't sign up for Jenna's gift. But we have amazing things in there from, uh, like I said, we've got summits. We have publishing a Kindle book. We have 30 Canva templates for Pinterest. Um, there's just, oh my goodness, there's a dashboard bundle, Trello's. I mean, you have an amazing gift. You want to tell everyone what they can get from you, Chelsea?
0: Yes. And thank you so much, Kate, for putting together this incredible bundle. I have contributed one of my paid courses into this bundle. It's called the Paid to Post Influencer Marketing Course. This course helps you monetize your social media. So how to position yourself and your brand as an influential authority that will attract the attention of brands and then how to pitch and reach out to those brands to get those paid sponsorship deals. And we cover influencer marketing and a little bit of affiliate marketing in there as well, as well as the mindset that it takes to be a really great brand ambassador so that you can be successful with every campaign. And I normally sell this course for $147, but right now you can get it for free inside Kate's Back to Business free bundle. All you have to do to get access to this entire bundle is go to herpaperootcom bbb that's the letter b like bob three times herpaperootcom bbb and you'll be able to sign up on the form on that page and that will then take you to where you can sign up to each of the individual products that interest you free of charge. But this incredible bundle is only happening from February 22nd until March 5th. So you do need to take action and go and sign up for the bundle right away because after March 5th, it is gone forever. And now Kate, thank you so much for being here. I love that you shared so many helpful email marketing and list building tips. Where can everyone find you and connect with you?
1: I would love it if you guys come and hang out with me over on my podcast, Inbox Besties, where we chat all about really email marketing. But honestly... Inbox Besties has one mission, which is my mission, and that's to put money in the hands of good people so they can do good with it. Like I am on a mission. This is what's going to be happening. So you can follow me over there. Again, it's Inbox Besties. You can go over and follow us over on Instagram, Kate underscore Doster. I would absolutely love that. But really the Back to Business bundle is where you're going to want to be for this week. But I have my signature course, which is Love Your List. We're currently on version 2.0, but secret secret 3.0 is going to be coming out later this year. Although people get fantastic results with 2.0. We call ourselves listies. I love my listies. They're the best. And yeah, so that opens a couple of times a year. But if you get on the list for the Back to Business Bundle, we'll send you all the info when it's open.
0: Amazing. Well, thank you again, Kate, so much. Everybody, don't forget the Back to Business free bundle is open right now. So go to herpaperootcom slash BBB and you can sign up for all of these incredible premium courses and programs that we talked about and so much more inside and you get them all for zero dollars. Thanks everybody for listening. Thank you, Kate, for being here. Bing. We will see you in the next one. Thanks for tuning in to the Her Paper Root podcast. We hope you found this episode helpful. If you did, please say so by leaving us a review and be sure to share this episode with your friends. For more entrepreneurship resources and to connect with Chelsea, swing by herpaperroot.com. Now go make something.